0: Welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I'm delighted to welcome as our guest today, Mike Tipton, the Vice President of Produce and Floral for Schnuck Markets. And for our listeners, you might have seen recently that Schnucks just announced a pilot program called Fresh Produce Now. And the idea is that customers using the app can get notifications on when local produce items arrive to their specific store um mike you and i've talked a little bit about this before i'm personally all about this idea and i'm not even someone who likes the notifications but i would turn something on like this and so i'm really excited for us to get to talk about it today thank you so much for taking the time to visit and welcome to the podcast
1: well thank you ashley i'm glad to be here glad to be with you today and talk talk a little bit with you about the uh, fresh now alerts
0: absolutely well and first I thought we would zoom out a little bit, Mike. So for folks who may not be familiar with the, the St. Louis market and, and kind of Schnucks role there, what, what is the role of local for Schnucks?
1: Well, uh, you know, that's the, uh, from our founding, um, uh, uh, ownership of Schnucks, the Schnuck family back, back years ago, it's always been about supporting the local, the local, uh, folks, be it, uh, whether, whether it's local produce and farms to local, um, restaurants and uh, just in the community community in general just be embedded into the community that the stores operate in and you know we mm-hmm. we have we even have a few stores today that have some local local um, um, restaurants in in them today that uh, are okay. some lo- some local restaurants in a couple of stores as well as um we uh, just yesterday we had our uh, fiscal kickoff meeting and for lunch when we go outside there's food trucks Local food trucks outside that we get to partake in for for lunch. So, Schnooks has always been about the local and giving back to the communities. And whether it's you know partnering with uh, some local local restaurants of having their items inside the stores, you know, be it uh, emo pizzas or different sauces or different things from from our local local areas, uh, local establishments. It's all about it's all about being relevant and being giving customers what they want on the local.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I'm familiar with uh, with weather in the Midwest and and sort of the growing potential because I'm in the Kansas City area. But for folks who may be listening from other areas of the country, what does local look like for produce in here in the middle of the country?
1: Yeah, here in the middle of the country, we have our we have a limited growing season for local. Right, it's not like you're in down in the closer to the southeast or over on the coast where we have a longer local season where ours is a little contracted here and then in the midwest and uh but uh, it's still we still are able to get all the items that you get from some other all the other places but it's just the window is shorter and here at schnooks we we uh, we define local as the 150 mile radius from from where we operate so that sort of keeps that window tight as well when it comes to trying to stretch out and make the grill make the local season go a little farther. It's a yeah. sort of it definitely keeps constraints, but it does keep everything close to home and uh, supporting the local folks here.
0: And what are some of those big local produce items and sort of the seasons that go along with that? I think I think earlier this summer when we talked it was tomatoes, if I remember correctly.
1: Well they well peaches are big. Our local <laughs> peaches are really big here during the summer. That's a huge hit for our customers when they come in. Uh, they come in season as as well as the local corn, and uh, then the tomatoes are big as well. But uh, I hear the peaches, and then we have local apples when they come in from from Acres too. And so there's uh, there's some there's some there's some strong things that really hit like that and resonate to the customers, and they and they want to know and look forward to them coming into season. And that's that's why we, partner Fuji, are thinking about these Fresh Alert now also.
0: Mm-hmm and i was curious about food shed too because i believe they in addition to sort of the consumer facing side there's a whole logistics and compliance sort of you know back end with them too where they work with the local growers and kind of facilitate a lot of that side of things do i have that right
1: yeah yeah you're spot on there we've been we've been partnered with food shed now for you know, five years and and they really help bring a lot of our a lot of a lot of our local smaller farms, and give them support when it comes to making sure that they're in compliance with their their uh, good agricultural practices and right, and getting inspections on all that, and keeping their records up to date. Because you know the smaller farms tend to need some support there. So uh, you when know, we have we have several different farms growing the same items for us, and they they work on consol- helping helping facilitate and consolidate consolidate that for us, so we can be sure to try to keep the pipeline full of local produce all the time. But the challenge is you know buying it's a whole lot easier for a buyer to pick up the phone and call down to Florida and order a truckload of greenbelt peppers than uh, trying to work with a whole bunch of local farms in order to get our needs. We're not typically one big farm can supply everything. So so they 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 help work with the with the buyers and category managers on on really looking to see how much we need each each week. And then working with the grower to plant for our needs so we can try to keep the pipeline full and have local produce on the shelf during the season versus having to, you know, hop and skip back and forth from local to not local.
0: Oh, I didn't even realize that sort of procurement component of it, too, because it sounds like that's super valuable to sort of have one liaison rather than, like you said, you know, talking with a bunch of individual growers across categories and that that gets pretty complex pretty quickly i would imagine
1: yeah and across different locations too whether you know we stretch our, our footprint stretches way out so there's a we try to get uh food shed works with a lot of different suppliers for us throughout our region that we operate in
0: mm-hmm. well and and speaking of that the 150 mile definition is that 150 miles to the store so does that range sort of fluctuate like you said kind of across the span of where you operate
1: yeah it's it's within the 150 miles of our operating area yes
0: okay gotcha gotcha
1: mm-hmm.
0: awesome so then when did the idea come up for sort of these notifications kind of a consumer facing part of what food shed does
1: yeah so food shed came to us with this with this idea of uh, piloting this uh fresh now alerts and um uh, and so we uh, I got to thinking about that and thinking of some real, how that can affect our consumers and, and how it can be impactful to customers that really want to know when the the uh, first batch of Athena cantaloupes are hitting the you know, fresh Athena cantaloupe, or sugar doll watermelons are hitting the stores when they're coming in looking for them during the season. Oh, they here yet, they're here yet, right? And asking the produce managers We're here. And I'm thinking that this may be a good avenue for that, so let's, so let's do some piloting and see how it works. So, so this last summer we uh, we got with food shed got the, everything in place and we're working with them on putting the uh, it's it's like a sort of like a temp tail recorder type of monitor monitor this just monitors the uh, the location of you know, where it's at GPS. So it's placed in the bin, it's placed in the box at the point of uh, the harvest. And then from there, it's tracked, it goes through, comes through the warehouse and goes to the store. So we know, we know the time that it's, that's took there. And then when it hits the store, and then at that point, Food Shed knows that it's at the, lo- the store location. They notify our, our marketing department is notified that. And then any customer that shops that store that has their notifications turned on in the app, they get notified that, hey, these fresh sugar doll watermelons are cantaloupes or whatever just just arrive fresh at your at your schnook store that you shop at and so that, that way they, they know right then that hey oh I hey I need to go buy there I gotta remember to get that next time I'm in the store right
0: so mm-hmm. very neat what were some of the biggest questions you had going into the pilot
1: well I guess just being just uh wondering I guess the the accuracy of, of making sure it's, you know, really there because, you know, it's it, is it really going to be there when it's supposed to, when it says it's there or what, but it typically was when the store would get it, we would know that. Uh, but to really, as far as any, any major questions I had about it, I guess, it was, I guess everything went pretty smooth and
0: what we we're expecting to happen. Very neat. And yeah. what's sort of the process what does it take on the marketing team side of things to sort of, you know, get notified and then notify the customers? What does that chunk of the the chain look like?
1: Yeah. So, so the uh, food shed would send an email to the, uh, to our marketing teammate that was, that's, that was doing, that was, that was knowing what was going on. And then they would take and, and they would facilitate the push notification out to the consumers at the shop at that location for, for the for the tell them about what just arrived at their store you know even how long it's only picked 24 hours ago or 48 hours ago and it arrived fresh at your smoke store yeah
0: well the the language there i think is is great to to know just because you guys are really using it to communicate not just the local but the freshness of like that extra not just because it's local but because it's super fresh right
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Customers, not only do they like to know the store, the the farm that it was grown from, from, but they also like to know how fresh it is and that it's available at their stores. So Mm -hmm. so that's uh, three big wins. And I I feel like that separates us apart from our competition by letting our customers know as quick as we can that they are getting fresh produce, fresh local produce.
0: Very neat. And what kind of, well, I should ask this first. How are you measuring success with this? What are the metrics you look like? What's that?
1: Well, well, it's kind of hard because you don't have a benchmark, right? To say yeah. I think it's one of those things that you you got to keep educating the consumer and telling them about what you're doing. And then as long as you continue to see the the more engagement on the apps and the people clicking on it and opening it, then you're seeing success. You know, and 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 so this next summer as we roll into it, we'll have a – we, the goal is to have a schedule of the items that we're going to notify the consumer consumers on at the in the locations that we're going to do that at right because mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to do it at every location you know every, uh, you know I want and because you'd have to be it really takes somebody a lot of work on the marketing side to, to always do all that so we're, yeah. we're, we're 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 selective right now on where we're, where we're what stores we're, we're doing it in and um trying to see where we can you know Get the best results from and, and impact the most consumers with letting them know the fresh produce is there so we'd love to be able to do it at every store but just right now it's just not it's not feasible to do but as time goes on i think as we learn and, and see the get the results we want to get and we can continue to expand and, figure, and i know foodshed is working on their side of how to how to see how we can broaden it and keep the cost down in order to do that as well. Everything has a cost to it, right? And yes. you know, figure out what makes the most uh, most uh, dollar and cents makes mm-hmm. the most impact to the, to the business.
0: Now, how did you all pick which stores you wanted to try this out in first?
1: Well, it, it, it was the, uh, we took the items when uh, where they were grown and we tried to be targeted near the stores that the product was growing, we knowing those customers were looking for those items. Mm-hmm. And then we branched out to some other areas too, to see, to see how it would do. So we've had, uh, we had some real good success with it. And uh, so I look forward to seeing, to see what, how we how our category, category manager and food share, what, what our plans are for this next year for, to see our expansion on it and mm-hmm. to continue the growth of it. So, but I think we're on to something and just got to continue to refine it and how we can, you know, use the use technology to tell consumers, you know, what we're doing and and how how they can get fresh local produce as quick as they can, because right, because the quicker they can get it, the more nutrition value and everything's in it, so the better better it is for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I was curious to to me this this particular. Application is, is really cool with local and that being, you know, so tied to the, the identity of, of schnooks in the market and all those kind of things. I also wonder if it might eventually be applicable more broadly for, you know, those those peak of season items that may not be local, but maybe they're the be rose berries from Driscolls or the Sweetest Batch. Driscolls gets mentioned on this podcast. I promise they're not paying me. I just that's what comes to mind when I think of some of these specialty items. But I thought. I mean, just my own experience shopping, Mike, I had the sweetest batch berries for the first time. And the next time I went into the store, I looked for them, and I, I saw the produce manager doing his order on the iPad. And I said, hey, do you guys happen to have any of these? And he said, well, you know, we're kind of hit hit and miss on them. You know, when we get them in, they go pretty quick. I'm like, man, you guys should do like an email list or something to tell people when they come in, because I would sign up like and I I don't like notifications and extra ads. Just me personally. I would right. sign up for that
1: right and you're, you're spot on that in we when we get uh hot deals or our spot market buys when it comes to let's say Driscoll berries or what we'll we'll pulse the market out with that hot price and all but i think uh on, on the app and being notifications but i really think you know you got a great point there why not why not tell them when the sweetest batch are coming in and Sweetest batch blueberry just have to be happen to be coming in next week, so it'd be a good time to <laughs> be a good time maybe to try that. So <laughs> there you best. go. There's
0: there's your next notification to send over to the marketing team. Yeah,
1: and you know <laughs> they and to your point, consumers they get they can can get overwhelmed with notifications, right? But if there was somewhere that they knew they could go in and look, see, hey, what if wonder they got any of this, that would be a lot better than having to get all the notifications. So. But so you got to get them to want to be engaged and click an app, and you, so you got to keep it relevant. You got to be meaningful, and, in order for mm-hmm. them to want to open an app and go in there and look. So,
0: yeah,
1: it's one of well, the differential advantages that you got to try to do to meet to your competition.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I know we we talked a little bit about this too, the kind of the retail media opportunity of things, trying to figure out the right balance between like. OK, you know, the the big CPG folks with the big marketing budgets, you know, they'll they'll pay to have notifications and things like that. So trying to find the right balance, you know, as a grocer of what are the things that maybe we can't, you know, fresh produce suppliers may not have the budget for too many of these notifications, but we know these are going to be high relevance, perhaps, you know, to our shoppers. How to balance those things, I'm sure, is sort of an interesting and,
1: and and that's where the, that's where myself and my team we have to really really be aligned with our marketing team and let them know hey this is this is a really we feel like this is really important for our consumers and they, they need to know about it it's going to get them up off the couch to want to come into Schnucks and come and take advantage of this special buy on on the um, sweetest batch blueberries for example so it's an it's educa- education for them too but uh, but they may not think it's going to touch all the masses. But a uh, hot price on, on a good first-of-the-season blueberry, it will. Yeah. So, we, <laughs> and, we know that. We know that. But
0: so oh, yeah. you have
1: to work oh, with the marketing team on that. And yeah. our marketing team is good about working with us on doing things like that. So,
0: What's been the process for you to sort of make that case? Have you needed to kind of, like, like go to the, the data about it and say, listen, like, you know, when we've got a hot deal on X produce item, this is what we see. This is what else is in the basket, you know, so because I know there's data that supports that. But unearthing it, I'm sure, isn't always super easy, I, d- depending on everyone's setup. But
1: yeah, you're exactly right. And then you can you can use that if you need to. But most of the time, if we if we tell them our, our the reason behind it and all, they, they get it. And, and we don't we don't have to get into the Excel <laughs> spreadsheets and showing them all that. but. <laughs>
0: That's good. Good stuff. Well, I was curious, too, because I thought, man, one of the things that's so neat about these notifications for local and for produce specifically is, again, just for me as a shopper and I, I, you know, so segment of one. Right. But I'm sure there are other people out there similar. But I thought, man, that would that would make me more engaged in that than I would otherwise be which naturally I'm going to run into all the other things on the app while I'm there, right. All the other categories, the recipes, you know, the, the prepared foods, all, all the other things on there. So I was curious sort of what, what other ways that you guys have seen the app sort of support, you know, what you're trying to do in produce.
1: Well, as far if you think about it, when on the produce side, we we do a lot of things like, like probably a lot of others do as well. We, uh, we put it, we put offers out there that are sponsored by, you know, the vendors and all on the produce page. We also, customers also get offers that are relevant for them on what they're buying produce most. So we, we have, we have the ability to do that. And uh, we, anytime we want to, you know, if we, if we have something we want to educate, educate the, uh, the customers about, we can, we can use that at, um, on the app as well, as far as telling, so we can educate them about a new product coming in, or what we'd have the ability to do that. So there's a there's several different things we can use the app for, but you also got to got to be mindful that there's only so much space that you're fighting for, right? Yep. <laughs> and then, and to your point, it's got to be it's got to be a really hot hitter that's gonna that's gonna uh, really get somebody want to click on it and open it, right?
0: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm.
1: it's got to be it's got to be meaningful. Yeah.
0: And I'm curious too. How have you sort of looked to to allocate resources right across trying to do things through the app and through the website and in store? Because I know that those those digital avenues measurement sometimes is easier, right? As far as getting engagement and and things like that. But how do you kind of look across those different areas?
1: Well, that that's that's a tough one, you know, is to keep. Uh... Kind of figure out where where to where to spend your resources and time as far as putting different spend in the on the digital side, and we know the digital side continues to grow, and we're continuing to trying to try and get more consumers to using the app and all. And then, but in store, there's always that uh, there's always a customer who wants to come in and and uh, have the engagement as far as right there on the spot when it comes to coming to the display and and learning about the items and things. So it's it, it's a balancing act. Uh, you know, you, you want to try to continue to lean in on the uh, app side, but you also got to be mindful that, hey, we got to be sure we're doing the right things at the retail at the point of sale to get the consumer to uh, to uh, to be sure we're giving them everything they want to see when they walk up to a display about the item. And, you know, having who knows where digital uh Price tags now are going to take us, you know, and how what kind of avenue that's going to open up down the road. Right now, with just the digital site. The digital tags in the stores are just for price and item, but who knows how that's going to evolve over year over time of how it can show the price and then maybe could flash to another screen for a few seconds and talk about an offer, you know, or talk about what this piece of uh, what this apple is flavorful for, right? Sweetness or tartness. Well, I think there's I think we're going to continue to see the digital play come in at point of sale as well through this new tech through the technology coming out with the, uh, the electronic digital tags and then uh, signage so uh, I look forward to seeing where that's going to take us over time and I think that can be a because you only got a couple of seconds to engage with the consumer and get there and see the price and it was to flip to a quick little note quick little information point about the item I think that's going that's somewhere we need it needs to be going.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up, Mike, because even when we think about how people consume information in general now, right? We have so many folks using TikTok or Twitter where it's literally one thing and you're scrolling and it's one second and it's on to the next thing and it's on to the next thing. So having a little bit of that, you know, obviously you want it in a in a tasteful way. You don't want it to be distracting or annoying as you're walking through the store. But being able to tap into some of how people are consuming information already probably makes probably makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. A customer probably wouldn't want to walk up and can't can't find the price of the item. But if you if the screen switched to telling about the apple or whatever item it is, and then down the right hand corner still had the price retail or what, so the customer can still get the information that they're wanting to get when they walk up to the to the item, but can also have a little extra there added for them too. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get there to that some type of uh, information.
0: yeah do you have any idea on kind of when sort of what the time frame might be on on when kind of more more advanced options on those those digital signs because I know they're still pretty new most places
1: no I I, I do not I wish I did I wish (laughs) when the technology is going to come for that right now you know (laughs) now it's just item and price and and a few few words on there but uh, yeah you gotta know the bandwidth will continue to improve and the colors schematics and all will continue to get better over time and mm-hmm. with updates and and uh, we're, we're, we're able to do whatever we want to at the with those so
0: mm-hmm. you know it'll happen so yeah. well and and how have you liked having some of that in stores I, I know the the labor savings for not having to manually change signs is a, is a pretty big deal
1: <laughs> well first and foremost for our customers when they walk walk up you know the the, the accuracy of the price you know being correct is you know being able to have the right right um, information on there for the customer is, is the first thing the second is that the labor savings is a big piece to, to it and helps a lot and uh, just speed to shelf when it comes to putting up a new tag or a new sign the teammate doesn't have to go back and to the printer and print off a tag or a sign to come out there they can just grab one of these pop it up there and within a few seconds it's got the it's got the item and price on it and so uh, but it's uh, so it's been a big it's it's a big win. Yeah, I think, as like I said, over time and when you can communicate better on using those, it's going to continue to get better. Right now, some of them all looks the same. Right. And you can't and some of them it's hard to you know, the sale price items and all sometimes tend to get lost. So it's how do, how do we really show up strong for the consumer with with them and making sure that they're able to. Get the information that we that we're wanting them to get, and have the impact of them that we're wanting them to receive. So,
0: well, in taking it back to those uh, those notifications on on local, Mike, we'll we'll end on this one. How do you decide? How many and with what frequency sort of you're gonna use these? Because like like we've talked about, sort of a theme across you know our conversation today is you got to be judicious with how you use these. But when you are, it can be really powerful. So how do you pick?
1: I think it's really the the items that really resonate to the customer. You know, I don't necessarily think a consumer wants to know when their local zucchini is coming in, but when their local uh, fresh corn. It's hitting the thing that they're looking for that you they know that they've got to have every year. Same thing when are the local cantaloupes or local watermelons. It's just hitting that the, the local uh, consumer is really looking for. So I think it's those key sensitive items. I don't think we're going to go everything from apples to zucchini and putting these things in and letting them know. Then you're just overwhelming them with information. But it's those key sensitive items that uh, they're that they're looking for every year, so they know when they're in. They know when they hit the store. They know they can come and get them.
0: Very neat. What's the best if you and maybe this is way through detail of a question, Mike, but I just feel like there's got to be some customer who came in the store and said, well, I saw on the app that these just came in and I was so excited. What's the best kind of commentary that you've heard about this program and sort of your your pilot of it this last summer?
1: Well, so I haven't never I haven't stood in the store and when and to be able to, to to feel that impact. So I can't tell you so, but I, let me take that one away and let me this next summer, I'll, I'll try to do that and get back with you on that one. We're I haven't great. been around and been in the store when come in, Hey, I saw it on my app and, and so I'm coming in to get it. So let me see if I can't get you some engagement <laughs> on that next year.
0: Well, I knew that was a long shot. I thought, well, maybe <laughs> maybe some produce manager heard it and transmitted that to Mike, but I knew that one I, was a I didn't hear no,
1: no, nobody Sanders customer coming in and jumping up and down about it, but <laughs> you know so
0: Well, that's the thing. It it can be it can be effective even if you never hear about it. That's what's so wild, right?
1: <laughs> and it's also it's a word of mouth. That that consumer that looked at it and clicked on it and opened it. They may know, their friends may also want to know about it. Hey, they, they let the word of mouth travel. Say, hey, did you know the fresh corn's in it, Schnooks?
0: Yeah.
1: And, and well, it's there, you know. So it's all about it's all about the, the word of mouth and getting the, getting the information out.
0: That's a great point. Super. Yeah. Well, Mike, anything else I should be asking on this that I'm not? Or anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up today?
1: No. Nah, Ashley, I think we covered a great some great information about it and, and on some other topics as well it's been a pleasure talking with you today
0: super well thank you so much mike i so appreciate it and we'll look forward to seeing you again down the line
1: all right come to st louis and see me again
0: all right will do all
1: right. <laughs> have a good day